0: All right, let's do this thing. Um, I'm Olivia. Welcome to episode three of Creator All Stars. Um, for those of us, join- those of you joining us for the first time, a little bit about Creator All Stars. Um, we are a Colin original. Each week, we interview some of the coolest content creators in the game. So, from YouTube stars, Etsy supersellers, Instagram and TikTok legends, our guests are some of the most innovative influencers on the web. We want to know how they grew their brands, how they built their community, and just know everything that there is to know about their stories. Um, and today we've got a pair of guests that Phil and I could not be more excited to have on the show, um, Nike and Mick, Mick, woohoo, Nick and Mike Vitale, a <laughs> little bit tongue twister there. Um, really, really excited to have you guys. I'm going to kick it over to my co-host Phil for a more in-depth introduction.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Olivia. And yes, we are jazzed. And we this is a dynamic father and son duo. Nick, the son, the CEO. Mike, the father, COO. And not only that, but Mike and I have a great history together, having worked together and helped build a company called Tiger Connect. We'll talk a little bit about that during the show. But this is all about craft and ride. Let me just formally introduce, as Olivia mentioned, Nick and Mike Vitali. Hey, Nick and Mike.
2: Hey, Phil. Hey, Olivia. Thank you guys for having us on. Absolutely. Hi, guys. Super excited to be here. Thanks so much. This is Mike.
1: Absolutely. And you guys are, I mean, what an amazing business. Uh, you guys, uh, tell us just a little bit, Nick, kick us off. How did you guys get started? How did Craft uh, & Ride get launched? What was the original impetus?
2: Yeah, for sure. So uh, back in, I believe, 2015, uh, my dad first discovered the one wheel. And, um, so he was riding it around and sort of introduced me to it. Um, he's had a background in board sports and sort of skateboarded in his childhood. So this became natural to him. And so, um, when he discovered the one wheel and brought it to me, um, it was something that we were both very interested in. And, um, when we started riding together, we realized that, you know, there may be an opportunity to enhance the experience of riding one wheel. And so we started to think about what we could do to enhance it for ourselves. And we created, um, our first product, which was called one tail. Um, and so that was a concave foot pad that allowed you to maneuver and uh, be more comfortable on the one wheel. And once we created that, we brought it to uh, the community who also wanted to buy it. And um, you know, we, it took off from there from one accessory to well over a hundred right now.
1: And that was uh, about five years ago when you first launched the business or a little bit longer.
2: Yeah. So I, uh, on April 14th, 2017. So we just recently wow. passed five years. And
1: so it seems like, Nick, not only uh, did you take the initiative to launch this, but you you and your father were working together and collaborating right off the bat, even though, Mike, I know you were already full-time in another role for uh, Tiger Connect. Mike, tell us how that dynamic worked in those very early days when you discovered the one wheel and then Nick had this motivation to launch the business what role did you play and to what extent did you encourage him when he was uh, just jumping in?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So as you stated, I was uh, you know, running a tech company um, at that time, a, a startup uh, to which you were a part of. Yep. Um, and uh, we, we realized that we truly had an opportunity uh, that was real because we couldn't keep it in stock. Um, and we said to ourselves, if we can replicate this experience for our customers, we can build a successful company. We continue to do that we iterated on our wins and and you know making great products uh, from one product to the next uh which you know we we looked at each other at one point and said we you know can we take this to the next level by putting even more energy into it and um you know making the decision for me after 27 years in technology to to, to come into craft and Write full time um and it's never been a better time of my life um you know, since I did that, best decision between Nick and I uh, that we ever made.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. So for for those of us, because because we've got the call and community, I know we've got some craft and ride fans in the room right now. But just taking a step back, um, for those of us in the audience that might not be as familiar with the one wheel. What is a one wheel? Like, what can you tell us about the product? What is the PEV community like? Like, just give us the the TLDR down and dirty on it.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that the writable devices, you know, prior to one wheel were like electric skateboards, um, personal electric vehicle or, or PEV um, segment didn't really exist in the consumer world. Um, if you go back, let's call it six, seven years ago, it's flourishing now. It's a $3 billion Market that's three B with uh, or billion with B, so it's a big number and it's growing. Um, So it's a very real segment, Um, and that includes everything from electric bikes to skateboards to um, single wheel devices. The one wheel itself is a self balancing board that has a motor and set in the center of a in in the center of a hub, and uses most commonly a, a professional go kart tire that self balances the rider. It's an incredible experience. It's like the mashup between a skateboard, um, snowboard, and a Segway, where it's um, super intuitive and understands how to balance the rider um, at speeds of upwards of 20-plus miles an hour um, while balancing the rider and and having a carving sensation similar to surfing, snowboarding, and and somewhat uh, skateboarding. Um, So whether you've done any of those extreme sports or not, um, our demographic is seven years old to 75 years old if not older and it's an incredible thing to see because you don't have to have understood how to ride a skateboard or a snowboard within five to ten minutes we get riders on these boards with a helmet and wrist guards and and hopefully more pads than that um and showing them how to ride and and next thing you know they're they're riding and it's 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 hard to explain the elation that's created from writing. Um, uh, People have mentioned how it's socially or it's impacted their life, um, you know, psychologically, socially. Like, it's incredible what it's done for a lot of people. Uh, But it's an incredible outdoor sport that's growing like mad. And uh, we're, we're so fortunate to be a part of it.
0: That sounds amazing. You're, you're, honestly, you're making me want to get on one right now. Although I, I have to say, if I were to get on one wheel, I think I'd need to like bubble wrap myself. <laughs> I'm not exactly known for <laughs> my grace and balance. My my mom's in the audience right now, and she's probably laughing at me t- saying this. Um, <laughs> would you guys say that you know going on the one wheel is that just become your like your go to you know when possible mode of transportation and and activity? Like, are you just on it as much as possible?
2: Totally. Yeah. So we're, we're riding one wheels every day. Um, you know, occasionally we'll ride our one wheel to and from our different locations we have a warehouse and, and sort of a fulfillment center over here. But, um, yeah, we're riding every opportunity that we can. And at the same time, you know, we're operating the business. So our time is, is scarce when we do have time to ride, but we love riding. We, we oftentimes will go as a family. We'll, we'll ride to get food. Um, we'll bring our one wheels to the beach. Uh, we do a lot of cool stuff like that together. And, and one wheels have definitely brought our family together and, and sort of been our mode of transportation when we're not walking or running. Yeah,
1: this space really is exploding, right? It's this whole micro-mobility, personal electric vehicle space, and it's the one-wheel community, plus there's other segments. I'm so impressed with some of the stats you guys have shared with us. So correct me if I'm wrong, but you two literally packed – the first hundred thousand orders for craft and ride before you started to delegate that. Is that true? Tell us about that. And then tell us about the space in general and, and what, what's coming next for craft and ride. Let's start with that 000, first first hundred thousand orders. Is that really true, Mike?
3: It is. I'm going to let Nick explain that to you because that was, Great. you know, a, a passionate goal of Nick's to not go out and expand the team until that, you know, we truly experienced that, you know, packing of those orders, because there's so much to learn from that. So I'll
2: let Nick take it. I don't want to steal his thunder. Great. No, yeah, for sure. Exactly what what Mike said. But I think for me, you know, we, we, we started out packing every single order. Um, it was just something that was natural to us. I, I had came from a, a background of other e-commerce businesses and, and have been doing that for for a long while now. But, um, you know, having done that, I I packed my orders uh, myself in the past and then coming into Kraftner, I did the same thing. And so, You know, we kind of got off the ground. We started packing every order together um, in the garage is where we started. And um, now we have our own building where we have a team that fulfills every order. But, you know, for me, that was something that just came naturally. And we sort of did it. And before you know it, you know, we were I think I was around like 70 to 80,000 orders. And I was like, you know what? Like, how cool would it be if we could get to 100,000 and be able to say that we that we did that? And so we accomplished that goal. And that meant a lot to us just because it meant that we touched every product that went out the door we you know packaged every order and and made sure that um we dotted our i's and crossed our t's as we were taping up the boxes and stuff and now you know we're lucky to have a team that we delegated this to and we're able to fulfill orders much faster more efficiently and and devote our time to other stuff inside the business but but yeah it's been uh it's been a pleasure to do that and and we're lucky to have our team um, help us with that now
3: and we're still a very intimate part of that packing process in terms of you know the right products going in the right order, um, and getting that personal touch that we you know built the company's foundation on,
1: you know it's so really am- to, to please go ahead. Oh yeah, I was going to say yeah. to
2: answer your second
3: right. part of your question, just yeah. to frame up for everyone who might be new to OneWheel and yeah. from a business perspective, you know the way I like to look at um, this space and how Craft and Ride was built is first and foremost. We're extremely fortunate to have a platform that we can build on. And what I mean by that is if you think about Apple and the iPhone and you think about the app ecosystem and all of the accessory manufacturers, they are truly what make the iPhone the highway to ride on, right? Make it better and make it what it is. And so if it wasn't for future motion, the makers of one wheel, Craft & Ride wouldn't have the ability to build on that experience and so we are giving back to our customers all of the things they're asking for um, whether it's a certain color whether it's design or a new product we're listening carefully we have our ear to the ground we're in you know dozens of different forums with you know north of a hundred thousand people on average listening to what they're asking for and again just to emphasize it's the platform that we're fortunate to be sitting on top of to build out all of these exciting products. And again, if it wasn't for the one wheel, we just wouldn't have uh, what we've built today. It really is something that I always make sure I tell everyone. And it's also a great way to understand, you know, what really is craft and ride? What role do we play in this community?
1: And that passion and that commitment to that community is really evident, not just in the hundred thousand orders that you personally packed, and your involvement, but now you're up to close to 60,000 followers across Instagram and Facebook. It seems like that personal involvement, that attention to detail, uh, that commitment, the learning, the fact that Nick, you've published your cell number and said, if there's any issues, call me directly. That's not just a gimmick, that's real. uh, That shows just how strongly you feel about making sure that every order is uh, fulfilled the way it should be. And when I got my order this week, I noticed a lot of attention to detail in every aspect of it. Uh, it seems like that's an important part of building your community and continuing to grow your business.
2: Yeah, most definitely. Um, I like to to follow the saying, um, in order to scale, you gotta do the unscalable. And so that's what Mike and I do every day. Um, my personal no- numbers on the website, like you said, anybody can call or text me at any time of the day. Um, I'll answer, I'll text back, I'll do whatever. Um, and and I'm, so I'm sort of there for anybody that needs help. Um, but yeah, we like to do the unscalable until we cannot. And then, you know, at that point, you know, our business is doing well. But it, it, it takes that to get to the point at which we are now. Um, you know, being there for every single writer that comes to us with a question or request, um, it's extremely important to us. And we find it extremely important that we are right there for them and we're accessible at any time.
0: It's incredible. It's, it's so evident hearing you guys talking about, you know, the product and the community that, you know, this is, this is just truly a passion for both of you. And it's, it's so evident. And, you know, one question I had sort of, as I'm thinking about this and, and listening to you guys talk about it and hearing, you know, how you interact with your community, um, how what what was it about you know this space and this product that made you really go it all in on it you know like what took it from hey this can be you know not just a really interesting endeavor a passion of mine like but a, but a tremendous business opportunity like nick you even dropped out of ucsb if i'm right to devote to yourself full-time to craft and ride like how how did you know? Did you know? And and sort of what, what gave you the encouragement and and the bravery to really be like, you know what, we can do this?
2: Yeah, for sure. So, you know, for me, uh, when it comes to businesses and stuff, like, sometimes you need to do things at the time when it's least convenient. And so what that basically means is like, when we were starting craft and write, I was in college and sort of trying to go back and forth with it while I was doing computer science classes and everything else that I was doing. And and sort of doing it until I couldn't no longer fulfill orders and handle the business and and be a visionary, be an operator while in college. And so at that point is when I made the decision. You know, we're at a point where if I if I drop out right now and I go full time with this, that we're going to do well because we were already at a point where we're we're selling all the product that we're making, and and it really just took you know that me to say, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go full time with this. So it was. I was able to do it because our business was growing while I was in college and um, I was able to, you know, have the reassurance that, look, um, we're doing things right. And if we put more time behind this, um, we'll be able to really scale this thing. And so I think that's, that's where it came from.
3: Yeah. And and just to add to that, this is Mike,
2: there's a, this is
3: a tremendous movement. So I would not call it a fad at all. Um, I would call it, you know, a passion of many people, um, that are riding one wheels. and it's more than just going to ride. it's it's people are doing this in groups, and there's crossover in these communities. So you have um, other peV um, type devices that people are riding in bikes. And so when you see a ride in Los Angeles or Paris or New York, people are coming together in groups, dozens of people riding together. Um, and so there's this crossover. and there's also, um, you know personal passion about the design of your one wheel and, and and what you do to make it your own and so I think that 's where it it we we realize this is this is a real business right you can 't when you also can 't keep things in stock um, and if you talk to it, any of the other companies that we you know we work with or partner with um, it 's always you know rush and, and and build more and so when you 're doing that, you know you have a real opportunity. Um, and to see it grow as it has over, year over year is really tremendous. To think that it was started in a Kickstarter campaign, and I'm referring to the one wheel itself, um, to now, you know, there are being probably close to a half a million, 500,000 one wheels in the market. And that number will grow significantly. Um, it's, it's quite amazing.
1: And Mike, to that point, uh, from when you first noticed this on Kickstarter and and bought the one wheel to when Nick launched the business, I know from you and I working so closely together at Tiger Connect, which, by the way, wasn't a small company and it wasn't a huge company. It was a mid-sized venture backed company that was growing rapidly. And then you eventually made the decision to not just support from the sidelines as Nick was building this but to jump in and jump in full-time. How did you make that decision? What did your wife, Nick's mom, have to say? What, Nick, what did your brother have to say when this became much more of a family business? And Mike, you decided to jump in 100% full-time.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I was in technology for 27 years. Um, a good portion of that time, or I would say half of that was in the corporate space and then in about four different successful startups that I helped scale, um, one of which, again, was with you, Phil, and, and was uh, one of the most exciting times. Um, you know, you learn a lot from both the corporate side, and then you learn all the pitfalls on and the struggles on the on the startup side. Bringing that over and being able to to, to leverage that skill set um, and all the learnings is, without a doubt, what has helped us be successful. Um, I will say this though that it's important to note, and I say this to everyone because even at my age, I'm about 50 years old now, I'll be 50 soon. um, We never stop learning, right? So you can say you're in technology 27 years, but you know, I've learned more working with Nick um, than than I can, I can't even tell you. It's just been incredible. So the younger generation and the way they think and the way they operate um, and push themselves and go the extra mile, not only for our customers, but for, you know, developing products and everything that we do in the technology aspect, Um, is what's made us successful, there's no doubt. Like I give Nick so much credit for that. And so I would just say, and I say it all the time to everyone that listen closely to the younger generation. I mean, you guys have seen businesses that are built via social media platforms and otherwise, and it's just remarkable, right? Because it's all about reach and communication. And if you've got a great product and you understand all of those things, you can really take it to the next level. And that's where it's enabled us to go global, right? This isn't a Southern California thing because we're in Southern California. This is a, I talked to customers in Italy this morning in Paris, France, um, and to be a part of that global movement is incredible. And, you know, I think we're, I always tell Nick and and my wife that we're at first base right now. Like we, you know, you talked about a hundred thousand orders or with that we packed up first 100,000 orders but we're we're really just getting started to me though that's that's what's so exciting about this is where it's going to go and, and where we're going to see the technology go
1: that's an amazing takeaway mike yes and it definitely Please. speaks to me and resonates i know a lot of the creators we have span a lot of different generations and the fact that you two now are working so closely together, uh, has this really big, what does, uh, your wife say, what, uh, Nick, what does your brother Noah have to say when, uh, they see, uh, how fast things are moving with, uh, craft and Rod?
2: Yeah. So our family has been extremely supportive of everything that we've done, um, My mom, Christy, and my brother, Noah, have been there by our sides uh, since day one. And the one thing that I'm really proud to say is that um, Christy is actually a huge part of the craft and ride business. Uh, She's head of fulfillment. And so every single order that goes out the door, she's pulling every single product that goes in every package. And so um, Christy has an amazing attention to detail and, and ensures that every order that goes out the door is correct. Um, And products are clean, products are perfect. And so she's QC, you know, making sure that everything is perfect out the door. So having Christy has been uh, an extremely important part of our business and a huge factor of our success. And Noah has always been there to help us with anything that we need. And, you know, uh, Mike and I are extremely lucky to have a supportive family with uh, Noah and Christy.
1: Yeah. Having met them, I can just speak firsthand. You know, she's great. Uh, hey, Christy, if you're listening, uh, and uh, Noah as well. Uh, Mike, what, how is the dynamic working with your son? It must be so gratifying on multiple levels to watch uh, Nick as he, uh, le- you know, helps lead the business, but also as your son and getting to work so closely together. How has that dynamic worked?
3: Yeah, you know it's interesting as a as a kid growing up, I always remember people saying don't get into business with your family, but I got to tell you, in my situation, I am so fortunate to be able to work with my family. So, I don't know if we're just good at it in getting along with each other, but but we're really really lucky to be able to work with each other and the way our business is set up, it's quite interesting is that we have a couple buildings here in Rancho Cucamonga, California. And one of the buildings is where Nick, myself, and Christy operate out of. And um, we have an amazing team of guys over across the way, Um, right in the same uh, structure, but different building. And so we get to work with each other every day. And I think you you have to strive to get along and be patient and be thankful and grateful that we have this opportunity. And I got to tell you, there's every day we remind ourselves how fortunate we are. Um, you know, dad, myself, uh, had to work for you know large corporations and deal with a lot of the struggles that you deal with, and and this is a gift. So, we work hard. I probably work harder than I've ever worked. Um, don't have to travel as much, Phil, but but that's okay. I miss that a little bit, but at the same time, it's kind (laughs) of nice to drive eight minutes instead of an hour and a half to uh Santa Monica every day. Yes, but but I there's a couple things I'm grateful for. Number one is that we do get to work with with each other. And the other piece is that I'm very grateful for everyone that laid the groundwork for me to get where we are. So, um, you know, you mentioned Tiger Connect couldn't have done what I'm doing now without them. And, uh, you know, BlackBerry and AT&T and all those companies, it's, it's what has enabled me to, to, um, take that leap and feel confident.
2: Yeah. And I'll add, I'll add one more thing to that. Um, you know, I listen to a lot of things. And one of the things that I've, I've heard uh, about family businesses is it really comes down to like, what, what the priorities are of the, of the family business. And so, or the people that are working within the family business. So like for us, you know, it, it, you would compare two things. You'd say, what does the person want? Do they want money or do they want credit when it comes to like certain things? Like, do they want credit for achieving something within the business or do they want, do they value money more? And when it comes to Mike and I, we're pr- pretty much like neither. Like for us, it's just about the fulfillment of, you know, executing on our ideas and stuff. And we don't value money more than uh, the other. We don't value credit more than the other. So it, that really is what allows us to work together the way we do. Um, You know, if we both valued money and that would conflict, if we both valued credit, that would conflict, but, but neither of us do. And so we, we sort of, you know, uh, work together extremely well because our focus is on execution and just coming up with ideas and working together to to execute them. And, and Christie's there at our side to do that as well. And so we all, you know, obviously all families have, uh, you know, bickering within family businesses and stuff, but we, you know, we're, we're extremely grateful to work with each other every day and, um, are so, you know, fortunate to be able to do so.
0: It sounds like such a great environment and just so much, so much of that personal touch, which I know so much of your community members were talking about that too. It really seems to be permeating every level of the business. And if you guys ever need an intern or if I'm ever sort of in the area, I'd love to stop by and and check in your warehouse because it seems just like the best, the best environment. The
3: door's open. Uh, You're, you're absolutely welcome anytime. (laughs) awesome thank
0: you well sort of on that note we've got a caller that's been patiently waiting excited to talk to you guys for pretty much the majority of the show i think he's a fan of yours he's got a one wheel in his profile picture Um, (laughs) but i'm gonna go ahead and pick up christian to see if he's got a question for you guys oh christian you want to come back in the caller queue let's see Well, as he comes back, before we get Christian, we got a question from Neo Jester. Um, Nick and Mike, what advances do you see coming in for the one-wheel product line, especially the new GT? That's a question that came in via our live chats.
2: Yeah, for sure. So thanks for the question, Neo Jester. So yeah, GT right now is an extreme part of our focus. Um, The closest thing that we're about to launch is rail guards for the one-wheel GT, um, and then we have a few fenders that are available to pre-order right now. So we've got the craft and ride cabrio fenders, uh, for the one GT. We have the craft and ride spectrum magnetic fender for the one GT. You can order those right now at a discount. They'll be shipping, uh, at the end of August right now. Um, so those three things are top of mind. Uh, we do have some other products in the work for the GT. Um, everybody's been asking about tires. We're working hard on that. Um, and there's a bunch of other stuff that's coming as well. And we're going to make some announcements here in the coming weeks, but we really appreciate your interest. And, um, if you have any other questions, feel free, sh- uh, feel free to shoot us a text or send us an email.
0: Thank you for that. Sort of going off that line, cause it seems like we lost Christian, but Christian, if you want to join the caller queue again, at any point, just hit the phone o- icon in the bottom right hand corner. Um, but in the meantime, um, what have been some of the most interesting, funny, bizarre, personal uh, comments that you've gotten from some of your your community members? I know some. You said some people have written back to you from your personal card orders on your Instagram or anything like that. Um, what have been, if any, standouts from, from sort of your your fans and your community members?
2: Yeah, I think I think the one that's top of mind is that um, I would say a majority of the writers that meet us or talk to us online think that we're both brothers. So they think that we're both brothers. I can and, see and that. They don't realize, I can but, really see that. <laughs> yeah. They don't realize that Mike's my dad, but when they find that out, um they're usually very surprised. But yeah, no, it's um it's uh I think Mike likes that, right?
3: Yeah. Makes me feel uh younger. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mike, I think you you gotta drop your your hair care routine. You've got sort of the the flowing locks, I think. Inquiring minds <laughs> yeah. want to know what, what products <laughs>
1: Yeah. Now, Olivia, this is a big transition from our Tiger Connect days. Mike, your hair has gotten longer as you've started to work more with the youthful audience of craft and ride, I think.
3: Yeah. You know, well, being when I was younger, I always had longer hair. I wouldn't say as long as it is, but longer. And I always told my wife and she could vouch for me and she's listening, I believe, that there will be a day when I have my own company. And we're very passionate about that company. And I don't wear a tie anymore and I have long hair. So I've, I've come full circle. I, I still ride skateboards. I used to ride skateboards. I had long hair and I'm back again. And I probably wouldn't change it for anything. Maybe I'll get a haircut. We'll see. But uh, honestly, um, you know, just having a good time. To be able to do what we do and enjoy it, um, we don't call it work. I mean, we love what we do. We, we definitely put the hours in Nick, Nick puts more hours in than me. He's, he's got that energy, but, um, but it's, it's, uh, we're, we're, again, we're super fortunate for that.
1: And it's really, uh, and Nick, I was going to mention, this is becoming quite the Rancho Cucamonga success story. I remember visiting you, Mike, after Christmas one year, and you showed me where Nick was fulfilling orders out of the garage. When did you When did you guys transition from the garage to now your full-fledged warehouse? And then part two of the question is, tell us about what you're doing on social media because obviously your audience and customers love you and there's a lot of engagement there. Let's start with that transition. How did you transition from inside the house to, hey, we're going to need a lot more than just the garage?
4: Yeah,
2: for sure. So started in the garage and I believe it was about two and a half years after our start that we got our first building. Um, it's about 10 minutes away, maybe a little less. Um, and so, yeah, two and a half years ago, we got that building. Um, and then, you know, while we had that building, we realized, uh, we don't have space for all the inventory that we want to carry. So we got another building to sort of span, uh, expand our, our warehouse space. Um, and right now we have another storage where we're holding stuff. So, um, we'll probably get a bigger building, um, down the line to, to bring everybody together and bring all of our product together. But yeah, so that, that sort of came just out of necessity. Like, look, we need, we need more space and it's really been, um, an accelerator for our business being able to have our own office and have the space for our employees and, you know, have the space to fulfill orders. It's, it's something that we're, we're, uh, we're really happy to have. And then, um, to your question regarding social media, um, you know, social media has been uh, one of the biggest factors of our success. Um, we have leveraged social media if it comes when it comes to Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, LinkedIn, TikTok. So we're we're on all platforms, and we're trying to constantly post every day or as much as we can uh, to communicate with our writers and and so that that's been an important part of our success. Um, I will say one of the things that you know we've prided ourselves on from the beginning. Is to try and uh, reply to every comment on all of our posts. Obviously, we can't get them all, and sometimes when we launch big giveaways, there's a lot of comments and and just can't do it. But you know, when anybody comments, says something nice, says something, uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll always be there to reply and and just acknowledge them. And I think that that has been a Key component of our success. It goes back to being there for all of our writers. You know, people just want to be acknowledged, and when somebody drops a comment on your picture, the least you can do is like their comment and, and reply back with an emoji or, or a nice statement. And so that's been a that's been a goal of ours, and we still do it to this day, um, even today. And I would say that uh, if for anybody that wants to start a business, um, I highly recommend liking, replying to every comment you can until the day you can't
1: it seems like that responsiveness really is critical. It's not just about the you know, selling products, which is important and giving customers what they want and need, but it's about responding to both questions and comments and some of the excitement that they naturally share for their one wheel and for the space is, is that part of your philosophy with social media, Nick?
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: So for folks who do want to launch or build their businesses or creator, personas online any thoughts or advice as they're watching to do that
2: yeah the one thing that i'll say is uh to create what you love and the world will love what you create um it's something that i've i've stood by for a long time now and i it really comes down to the core of what craft and ride's about we create products that that we love and that we use and that we want on our uh one wheels and so that you know to other people um it 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 allows it to relate to them as well because when people see that you're doing stuff that you love in a way, it 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 will influence them to to love what you're doing. And so, um, I do recommend um, following your passions, following what you love, and oftentimes you'll find success on the other end of that. Yeah, and
3: and Phil, this is Mike, and and not to overemphasize what I shared earlier. It's I think at the core of every amazing company is is a super intimate focus on the customer experience, right? And so if you can build out what you want your customer experience to be like, whether it be optimal communication, you know, immediate, you know, shipping. um, And then many a times it's, it's all of these things. But I think building out what you would expect as the most amazing customer experience is super key into ensuring success for your company. You know, we pride ourselves on, making sure customers are immediately getting their tracking numbers and before they know it, their packages are arriving. And I think I was talking to you about this recently, Phil. It's not that other companies don't get their tracking out fast enough. It's it's making sure that you don't end your day where the package didn't go out, right? Um, unless it's for some unforeseen circumstance. But everything that you do should be about the customer, right? And so I think that's that's
2: really key. I think Nick wants to add a point here as well. Great. Yeah, for sure. No, I'll just emphasize what Mike, exactly what Mike said. I think if you had to pinpoint one thing, why we are successful as a company and within our community is that we put our writers first and it really just comes down to doing the right thing. Uh, if somebody needs help, if they need something, they have a request, they have a question, it's just a matter of putting them first. And it's as simple as that. And when you put other people first and you make them a priority, um, success will come your way. So I just recommend to anybody, um, you know, take care of other people whether it's in business or or in your normal lives,
3: yeah. And the other thing um, I'll close with Phil regarding the advice. And by the way, we're an open book, and we we love sharing yes. with others how they can be successful. This community, by the way, are is really made up with companies like Craft and Ride, and so we've all worked together. We're all you know one family. Um, but what I'll say is is to be different and to look for unique opportunities where you can help. Yep. You know, a lot of companies wait. To solve a problem we're looking to solve a problem i'll just tell you that i spend and nick spends a lot of time both of us on forums to to make sure that people are you know having the best experience and that if they maybe they're afraid to send an email to us about a problem they're having and so if they if they break a product or it didn't live up to the ex- expectations we're we're reaching out to them before they're coming to us and so You know, you can't be perfect and and you can't see all those things that are going on. But we try to do that. And that certainly makes a difference. It's something that's noticed by many. um, And anybody could do that. It's just going the extra mile and being extra aware and and stepping outside of the normal boundaries of waiting for an email to arrive uh, and maybe trying to solve a problem before it even gets to you. It's that
1: being proactive that I think you're emphasizing. Is that right, Mike? And and That's how right. important that is. And Nick, that comes from not just listening, but also being so involved and so intimately uh, in the middle of what's going on, whether it's packing orders or every aspect of fulfillment or handling social media. I think it's being in the middle that allows you to be proactive and to think ahead
2: hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. And, and oftentimes, you know, people, people will ask me, how do you, how is it possible that you have your phone number on the website? How do, how, do, how do you open it up for people to text you and call you? And you'd think that the whole world would be calling me, but oftentimes, you know, when people know that they can call me at any time, they don't. And it's just sort of that, that extra security. And so, um, you know, it's just, it's just about letting people know that you're there for them if they need you. And oftentimes people are scared to do that because they think the whole world will come, come for them. But that, that security that you can give to people um, is super important. And going back to what Mike said, like being proactive whenever we see an issue um, is what makes people confident to be a part of what we're doing because they know that they'll be taken care of. Yeah. And the the thing
3: I'll close with Phil, I'm sure there's a lot more we could talk about there. It's probably a whole nother segment, but what I will say having lived on both the corporate side of business as well as startups. uh, And then of course having our own business here is and you've heard this many a time, is is to get out of your own way. And I think that Nick and I break down barriers and make decisions quickly um, rather than running it through everyone and, and sitting on it for weeks at a time. Now, there are things strategically that we'll be careful about making decisions on and rushing to, but we've gotten out of our own way um, from the beginning, and it's what has helped us accelerate. Um, and And it's really without a doubt, a big part of it, because you know that, uh, in, in the rural world of large businesses, you know, things, decisions could have to go through 25 people and, and, you know, eight weeks to eight months of time to make a decision that that's failure to me. And so, you know, if, if you have it within each other or a small group within the company to make a decision, make that decision because every day that goes by, you're losing, you're losing time. Your customer's experience is not as good as it can be, and so um, I I always think number one about getting out of our own way, and that's you know making decisions quickly and and breaking down those barriers as quickly as possible to do that.
0: That's awesome. Thank you guys both so much for those answers. I just I just want to say, sort of from my observation in this conversation, the amount of sort of trust and authenticity you guys have and you put forth is is so apparent, and I really applaud you on it and. You've got it. You've got another new fan and craft and ride in me. Mm -hmm. Um, And sort of just to to wrap up the evening, um, we've got a caller. Christian has been wanting to talk to you guys. He's back in the queue. So I'm just going to pick him up so you can ask his question. All right, Christian, if you go ahead and unmute yourself, you are in our caller queue and you can talk to Mike and Nick yourself. Oh, he just dropped out again
1: come on chris well we're welcome to the <laughs> olivia welcome so to Christian the world now. of building a small business so uh, yep. you, you always have to adapt right uh, so uh, as we're waiting i just want to say on a personal note that mike uh, the times that you, and the years you and i spent working together were some of the more rewarding gratifying of Hello. my career and uh, and now we've got Christian back. We've got so, Christian. Uh, so Christian, now it's your turn. You get to ask a question.
4: Is this only for asking questions? I was just going to say, "What's up to Nick and Mike?" I just wanted to say hello from Indiana, and I apologize for hanging up twice. I just downloaded this app after seeing you guys on Instagram, and I'm trying to fiddle around and unmute, and I keep hanging up.
2: What's up, Christian? Hey. It's great to have you here. Thank, thank you for for chiming in. Um, I agree with you. This. Uh, this is a cool app, and I, I was just telling Mike that we're gonna try and make uh, more podcasts on the Colin app, and it's been a it's been a great experience. But thank you for for chiming in. Um, if you have any questions for us, please do ask.
4: Are you guys gonna be at Float Fest in Arkansas? You know,
2: yeah, most definitely. That's that's the one we're really really looking forward to. It's gonna be big this year.
4: That's gonna be awesome. Well, Christian, <laughs>
2: Christian how long
1: have you been a customer of Craft uh, and Rock?
4: Well, oh, that's 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 a tough question because I just got my one wheel, like 2 months ago and I have not ordered anything yet cuz I don't have any accessories on. it. I'm still trying to get used to this thing. But Reddit Reddit loves you guys. You guys are awesome. You guys are always answering your fans.
3: That's awesome, Christian. Thanks for the feedback. This is Mike talking. And I and I'm uh, I applaud you for being the single caller that's called in. So, thank you and make sure you reach out to us personally
4: when you're ready to make a purchase. We'll make it extra special for you appreciate you guys is this your guys first uh calling on this app it is actually this is the first uh podcast that we've
3: done we've been asked to do quite a few and we'll probably start to do more but this is uh this is the first one we've done and we're enjoying it
4: yeah we got to get we got to get more people in here i know there's a lot more people who should be in here that just don't know about it we need to get (laughs) people know people to let know on reddit everything you guys have
3: thank you so much
1: We might have to have them back. I know we did a really successful Instagram Live segment before this, but thanks, Christian. Thanks for dialing in and uh, reaching out. Uh, Olivia, is there any – I think we have time if there's one last comment or question, and then we'll be wrapping things up. Olivia, what do we have?
0: I'm just going to see. Thanks, Christian. You can go ahead and and hang up now by putting the the same icon you were hitting beforehand. Um, Thank you, Christian. See you later.
2: and Welcome to the
4: community. Thank
0: you. I will just say, uh, following up on Christian, for all the craft and ride community members that weren't able to join the live Instagram. Um, this episode is going to be posted um, on Colin on Spotify on Apple Podcasts, so we'll be able, to, you'll be able to tune in later to that. And like Phil said, maybe we'll be lucky enough to have um, Nick and Mike back another time as well.
1: And that's it. Does that uh, conclude our episode, Olivia? I think we should thank Nick and Mike. And again, as I was mentioning earlier, Mike always really loved uh, our work together and our friendship. And I've really loved following you and the family in your entrepreneurial endeavors. Nick, I really admire what you and your father and your family have built. It's an amazing business. We wish you all the luck, all the best uh, and, and all the luck in the world. And whatever we can do here at creator, all stars, we're happy to do to support you guys. So, uh, congratulations on all the momentum you've developed and built today.
3: Thank you so much, Phil. Thank you so much, Olivia. And thank you to everyone that's listening in. We really appreciate it. It means a lot for you to join. And, uh, we're grateful that you uh, invited us to be part of the podcast today.
2: Yeah. Thank Thank you guys. It, It means a lot. And, um, Phil, I just want to say that in the in the time that I've known you, you're one of the nicest people that I've ever met. And I really can't thank you enough for the opportunity that you've given us today to, to speak to our community. And we're excited to explore the call and app some more. And and uh, hopefully we come back for round two.
1: Absolutely. We loved it. This is a great episode. Uh, Olivia, you want to wrap us up?
0: Yeah, folks, that's all for tonight. If you're not already following Craft and Ride, make sure you do it. Instagram, TikTok, all the places. You're not going to want to miss any of their announcements, any of their fun products. Nike and Mick are... Oh my God, I've done this twice now. <laughs> Nick and Mike, do you guys get that a lot or is it just me? That's Well, I called I called
3: myself Nick at the beginning of the show. So we're even- <laughs> there we go. All <laughs> oh, right. That was that- on Instagram, yeah.
0: <laughs> That'll even it out then. Um, but either way, guys, thank you so, so much for being here. It's really been such a blast and we can't wait to have you back another week. Everyone, thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time on Creator All Stars.
3: Take care, everybody. Thanks. Thank Bye. you.